0: Confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And forgive the
1: of my sins. O
0: oh, Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto Thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have offended Thee. And justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment, but I am heartily sorry for them, and truly repent of them, and I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings, and death of thy beloved Son Jesus Christ,
1: to be gracious and merciful to me, A.
0: Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you who heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose by the assistance of God, the Holy Ghost, henceforth to amend your sinful lives. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The Android. Be thou my strong rock, foreign house of defense to save me. Thou art my rock and my fortress, Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. In, in thee, O Lord,
1: do I put my trust. Let, Let me never be ashamed. Give me Thy righteousness.
0: Lord, we beseech Thee mercifully to hear our prayers, and having set us free from the bonds of sin, defend us from all evil, through Jesus Christ, Thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with Thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end.
2: The Old Testament reading for Quinquaget. Quinquagesima Sunday is from the 35th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With, recompense of God, with the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For water shall burst forth from the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals where each lay there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. Here ends the reading. The epistle is from the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, But then, face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Here ends the epistle. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Then Jesus took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, have mercy, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your face has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Here ends the Gospel.
0: An Icing Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and Giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who is spake by the prophets. And I believe one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead
1: and the life of the world to come. Amen.
0: God and Father, who dost require of us fervent love of thee and our neighbor, we humbly beseech thee, graciously govern us by thy Holy Spirit, that we may never offend against love, nor devote thy gifts to our own glory and profit, but according to thy good pleasure and for our neighbor's welfare, growing continually in true faith and love unfeigned, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God. Now and forever. Amen. Sermon text is from 1 Corinthians 13. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Christians here at Trinity Lutheran Church have been blessed. With many gifts. I see those who have a strong intellect and inquiring mind to research and then understand many things. Some of you are very skilled in your ability to work with engines, plumbing, electrical things, cars, beverages, food preparation, crafts, cloth, or clothing and computers. Others of you are able to take care of children or assist adults, clean up, or decorate. Some are able to sing and or play music. You know about sports or healthcare, care or history. I notice there are those who uh, are able to meet, communi- communicate their knowledge of, of expertise in these things. When it comes to spiritual gifts, spiritual knowledge, as, as mentioned in today's epistle, you also have learned your lessons well. You speak of the distinction between law and gospel. You know the importance of confession, and particularly forgiveness. To your attendance at worship, you have exercised your faith. You have heard the doctrines of, of the faith you see how they fit together in this whole council of God you've received the catechetical teaching and build upon those scriptural foundations you rejoice in the use of the sacraments of holy baptism and lord's supper your daily devotions and study of the word provide a firm foundation, a wide base of knowledge. In today's epistle, St. Paul speaks to the Corinthians and he speaks of seven great gifts, spiritual gifts. See if you have, or if you have used any of these gifts that he's mentioned. Number one, speaking with the tongues of men and particularly of angels. Sons of angels. Having two, having the gift of prophecy. Three, understanding all mysteries. Four, understanding all knowledge. Six, how about this one? Having all faith so that you could move mountains. 6 bequeathing all my goods to feed the poor or 7 giving my body to be burned all oh, seven spiritual gifts these gifts they're so stated so overstated that they are almost impossible I mean, if you had all knowledge or mysteries, you'd be God himself. Men can speak in the tongues of men, but he can't speak in the t- tongues of angels. How would you even get all faith? And, 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 and that then the mountains would, would would listen. I don't know anyone who has given away everything they have to the poor. And finally... Have you ever heard someone say that they have the spiritual gift of giving my body to be burnt? <laughs> a martyrdom, if you, if you will. St. Paul is making the point in this epistle that even if you did have such great gifts as surpass all human possibilities, that's not yet a reason for boasting. Even if you had all these gifts... You see, along with the reception of God's gifts, with the reception of these also comes the proper use of those gifts. God has given those gifts so that we would humbly use them to serve our neighbor in love. And so although God has abundantly blessed The vast majority of the people use the gifts that God has given them for their own glory and their own profit. Our skills and abilities are often used selfishly for our own advantage, for our own advancement. Rather than humbling ourselves to serve in love, we lord it over others, even with our boasting. We put down others because they can't do what we can do, or they don't have what we have. What good is it to have a gift from God when you don't use it in love to serve your neighbor? The greatest preacher, speaking with angelic tongues, can garner attention and fame. But God was sent but God sent him to use his preaching to create and strengthen faith. In his hearers, what good is it if he doesn't serve in love? The best hearer remembers the facts, learns the doctrines, and becomes well educated. But what good is it if the layman doesn't apply that learning to himself and then use it in order to comfort others which, with the scriptural truth which they have learned? What good is it if you don't love your neighbor? In our hymn, we just, the hymn for today, stands at number five. It begins, Vain is the carnal righteousness that seeketh exaltation. When we use even God's gifts to exalt ourselves, to boast, and to lift ourselves up. You see, not only does St. Paul speak about the good of the person who is being served, other people benefit from my, my gift and. Other people benefit from your gifts. But Paul also addresses in this particular text whether it profits the person, the person who is doing the serving. So at the end of verse 4, St. Paul says that if you do something but have not love, it profits me nothing. Talking about himself, the person doing the, the serving. When we serve another person, The action itself is not a good work unless it is done in true faith. A work that does not flow from love is not good at all because faith is the thing that produces love and love serves the neighbor. Loving service then comes from faith, faith in Christ. Service without love is simply works righteousness or or self-serving. It could be that as well. So, The service acts of the person who gives away 100% of their goods, if they did that, gave everything away, it would not be accepted by God because the person who did had no faith. A work without faith is not done in love. Either it's done for for the purpose of having others praise them or it's done to earn something before God and thus it is not. The greatest martyr who allows his body to be burned would also, that that service would not be accepted by God if the person had no faith. Works done to earn a reward or done for their own praise, it's not a good work. They're not done in love. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward or those who diligently seek him. So God desires us to receive his gift of forgiveness purchased by his Son, and then Christ's reward of eternal life is given to those who believe, and once justification is present, then we will love just because of our thankfulness for what he has given. God desires us to love, as Paul clearly teaches. We've we've had a couple of Sundays in Gaza Now we're the last one before we begin Lent with this Ash Wednesday in which we have heard about being called into the kingdom. We've heard about the preaching of the word. The word of the church is a sewing machine. It's getting out the word. And then there must be love. The word and love. The reason that God wants us to love our neighbor. Two reasons. First of all, As it says in one of our hymns, Love serves my neighbor and supplies the proof that faith is living. The first reason that we are to love our neighbor is that it benefits our neighbor. Your neighbor gets benefits from you, the benefits God has given you in a gift, and he wants you to benefit others. Use your gifts to serve your neighbor. The second reason is so that we do not deceive ourselves. Do not deceive ourselves by relying on a false faith. You say you have faith in Christ. All right, then. Yes. Show me your faith by your love, by the way you use the gift that God has given. And so St. Paul gives us a list of these loving fruits of faith, which Christians desire to do out of faithfulness. Paul says, number one, love suffers long and is kind. You have a Christian faith? Christians are not quick to give up. We have a long view of things. We patiently allow even the weeds to grow alongside the wheat until the harvest. Oh yes, we know the difference between that which is weeds and that which is useful plants of grain. However, we kindly speak the truth and we wait for the wicked to come to repentance We don't have a a three-strikes-and-you're-out kind of policy. Kindness comes 70 times 7. That's our measure of patience. Two, love does not envy. Christians are not jealous, nor are we seeking to rise up in the ranks. Instead, we rejoice in the gifts that others have received, and we look for opportunities in which we can serve. Matthew 23, but he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, we wish to serve. Three, love does not parade itself, it's not puffed up. You see, parading and boasting and bragging are not love. All of those actions are concerned with what I can receive, your praise, your... No. No. Love is concerned with what I can humbly give in service to others. Number four, love does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked and thinks no evil. Our actions toward our neighbor are not like a drill sergeant who belittles and shames his Inferiors, breaking their will and seeking obedience so that they honor him. We are not to think evil of our neighbor, nor should we put them down. We're not superiors, but we are those who also need mercy. We are beggars who are showing others where we found the food of eternal life. Number five, love does not rejoice does not rejoice in iniquity, that would be wickedness. It rejoices in the truth. So you see, though we are patient and kind, we maintain the distinction between truth and falsehood. We do not condone wickedness, Mm -mm. we rejoice in the truth. That is, we speak up about the truth. There will be those who do not want to hear it, and they will seek to quiet us. But like the blind man in today's holy gospel, we will not be silenced by those who warn us to be quiet. We love the truth. Number six, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Because our actions come from faith in Christ Jesus, we are not turned aside by others. We have confessed our sins before a merciful God. We have received justification. Our sin is not held against us, and we will not hold the sins of others against them. God has bestowed on us the position as a child of God. He has promised us eternal life. And with those gospel promises stuck in our heart, we hear and we believe and hope and endure and seven, the last one, St. Paul says, love never fails. Love never fails. If Christian love was produced by my strength, my strength runs out. It would only last for a time. If Christian love relied on my response to people, then it wouldn't last. If Christian love depended on earthly rewards, well, then persecution would make it all go away. But before there is Christian love, there is faith in Christ. And so love never fails, because the source is the never-failing Jesus Christ. I have been saved by Christ, and he has created faith in my heart to trust him with all that I have and all my being. I have the certain hope of eternal life, and I will not be disappointed. God has created a new heart in me so that I love my neighbor, and Christian love is the fruit of faith. Faith produces love. And so St. Paul sums it all up in verse 13, saying, And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. You see, faith is the source. And through faith in Jesus Christ, we receive the salvation which Christ has won and freely offered. But in heaven, we don't need faith. It's temporary. It goes away. Hope is the confident knowledge that we will enjoy eternal life before Christ when we have died. But when we get there, we don't need hope, for we see him face to face. There is no doubt, but there is hope. But finally, Paul teaches us that it is in this way that the greatest of these is love. For faith and hope are always followed by love. What we hold to now by faith, yeah, we'll have by sight. What we now receive in hope, we will experience and enjoy for eternity. But the love, the love that we show towards others, will never cease. That makes love greater than all of those. It is in that sense that love is the greatest. Serve your neighbor, and thus give proof that your faith in Christ is living. Amen. the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Create in me, page
1: 18.
0: Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank thee for all thy goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of thy dear Son, and for the revelation of thy will and grace. And we beseech thee so to implant thy word in us, that in good and honest hearts we may keep it and bring forth fruit by patient continuance in well-doing. Most heartily we beseech thee so to rule and govern thy church universal with all its pastors and ministers that it may be preserved in the pure doctrine of thy saving word, whereby faith toward thee may be strengthened and charity increased in us toward all mankind. Grant also health and prosperity to all in authority, especially to the President and Congress of the United States, the governor and legislature of this commonwealth, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after thy good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please thee also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, Or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for thy name and for thy true sake. Comfort, O God, with thy Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of thy fatherly will. And although we have deserved thy righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat thee, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, that out of thine unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul, preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of thy mercy and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show thyself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause also the needful fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with thy blessings. Bless our Bishop James, our Pastors Michael and Gary. Be with Pastor Jerry Dulas and his congregation, All Saints, Lutheran Mission in Myrtle Beach. Bless Jason and Blake, Daniel and Alex. Our shut-ins, Carolyn and Patty. Our elderly, Violet, as well as Tom, who is hospitalized. Be with uh, Susan and her unborn child. Bless our students, Tom, Kara, Jonathan, Sarah, Sadie, Alexis and Jessica, provide for the needs of Larry and Deb, Christina, Jim and Charlotte, Rusty, Philip, and Mervon. We ask also that you would be with uh, Michael Baker at the passing of his sister-in-law, Connie. We ask that there might be a uh, comfort that comes from your holy word, These and whatsoever other things Thou wouldst have us ask of Thee, O God, vouchsafe unto us for the sake of the bitter sufferings and death of Jesus Christ, Thine only Son, our Lord and Savior, who liveth and reigneth with Thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Our Father, who art art in heaven, heaven. hallowed hallowed be Thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come. come, Thy will be done Dearly beloved, for as much as we purpose to come to the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, it becometh us diligently to examine ourselves as St. Paul exhorts us. For this holy sacrament hath been instituted for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and who hunger and thirst after righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but only sin and death, from which we can in no wise set ourselves free. Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy upon us and hath taken upon himself our nature, that so he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and for us and for our deliverance suffer death and all that we by our sins have deserved. And to the end, that we should the more confidently believe this and be strengthened by our faith and a cheerful obedience to his holy will— He hath instituted the holy sacrament of his supper, in which he feedeth us with his body and giveth us to drink of his blood. Therefore, whoso eateth of this bread and drinketh of this cup, firmly believing the words of Christ, dwelleth in Christ and Christ in him, and hath eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death, that he was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification and rendering unto him most hearty thanks for the same, take up our cross and follow him. And according to his commandment, love one another even as he hath loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all partakers of this one bread and drink of this one cup. You bid your people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast. Renew our zeal in faith and life and bring us to the fullness of grace that belongs to the children of God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven we'd laud and magnify your glorious name evermore praising you and saying
1: Holy, holy, holy Lord of God of Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna! Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest! Blessed is
2: he! Blessed is he!
1: Blessed is
0: Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen.
1: Amen. O Christ, the Lamb of Stay away the us, you
0: Thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Amen